a, a bit of a preamble for me, just for the to give people listening in a bit of a context. Um, so I'm just trying to think for you guys, Stockholm, where I'm talking to you from. Have you guys had a uh, lockdown for good old COVID, like the everywhere else? Yeah, uh, we we didn't have any big lockdown um, that was established by law. Yeah, uh, but. Right from the beginning, um, I think in March 2020, we we started working from home. Okay. Pretty much the, the whole the whole uh, company. So we yeah yeah okay all right well New Zealand we had a um, I mean it was fairly early on we had a like stay at home do not leave we didn't have like the police roaming the street well actually no that's, that's not quite true. The, I guess in the nice Kiwi way, the police were roaming the streets, making sure people were staying at home, but it wasn't forced. But we were basically all told to stay home for a couple of weeks. All the schools closed, everything closed. And um, while I was there, I had um, I traditionally have played a little bit of games online. I haven't actually hadn't actually for a few years, but I was suddenly locked down at home and like, well, let's start playing some games. And I. Um, I had traditionally played quite a lot of Armour. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's mm-hmm. another, yep. yep. So I'd played that and played it with the clans and stuff. And ironically, it was part of the reason that I probably got into firearms and shooting was a, was a deviation out from there. Mm-hmm. But during the recent lockdown, I was also looking around at other games to play and I came across um, Hunter Call of the Wild. So um, I hunt down here. I am fairly involved with firearm side of things in New Zealand, so I started playing this as a game over the break. Um, and then as kind of lockdown finished, I guess, I um, got back out of it, right? So recently mm-hmm. I was going out with a mate looking for a... Um, we are looking at doing a shooting competition down here, and when I got there, he was on his PlayStation playing Hunter Call of the Wild. And it reminded me... That I hadn't played this game for a while, I quite enjoyed it, so I got home and installed it, and then it prompted me that there was some new DLC, which was um, basically New Zealand. I was like, oh, hang on a minute, I, I recognise some of this, uh, mm-hmm. some of what's going on here. So I downloaded that, had a big play with it, thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, loved hearing some local accents. So I thought I'd get in touch with you guys, um, and the the company put me in in touch with you, Kevin. So yeah, um, okay. There's my sort of lead in as to how I, I got to this point. Um, sure. Uh, so in the company, I'm particularly on this project, I'm the world designer. Uh, that means that um, everything related to creating a new reserve, um, I'm kind of at the start of the chain of it, at least on the landscape aspect. Um, so what I do is I research places where we could go uh, to do a new reserve. Uh, and then I look at the terrain, the vegetation, the generally the, what animals there are in the in the location and try to f- see if i can find a good fit and uh new zealand was a very good fit for for new reserve um but yeah and from from that research then we go into creating 
I go into creating uh, a terrain, uh, putting it in the game, making sure that it it's fun to roam around in it, and then then I work in conjunction with the the vegetation team, and we make sure that the vegetation is accurate. Uh, we create new models, we place them around in a way that seems natural and uh, truthful to what is happening in in nature and uh and we build up from there and then other people build up on that uh foundation by so, adding animals by adding missions and all this stuff. yeah it, it's a funny thing i think sometimes us down here in new zealand we do not forget but we often maybe assume yeah we're down in little old new zealand down the bottom of the world and and kind of get Overlook's maybe not the right word, but at the flip side, yeah, we've got a very strong hunting culture and we've got quite a strong international hunting culture in some way of people traveling down here. So as I've kind of looked into the, the a little bit of the background of the company, I've, I've spotted there's a few, what seems to be a few links down to, to New Zealand and, and even maybe a Kiwi involved either on the staff or there's a, yes. I think a community, community yes. manager, TK. Um, yeah. So what... Were you sort of already aware of New Zealand as a potential um, place to do? What what kind of firmed up? All right, we're going to do we're going to do a Kiwi version. Yeah. So um, so T, as you mentioned, TK uh, is a uh, our community manager. He's a uh, he's a Kiwi, uh, and he's uh, so we have those meetings regularly when we try to brainstorm and see where we are going to go next for a next reserve. And as a, it's not a running gag, but it's for a few meetings, uh, he's been thrown up, throwing up the idea that, yeah, maybe we should do New Zealand, my home country. And um, we had other big other places that were requested and seemed easier to do for us before. So we did those. And then at one point we were, we were like, yeah, the, this time it looks like it's a good idea, and um, we've pretty much ever since he talked about it. Like I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, um, it was a, it looked like a good idea, but we wanted to like do it justice and yeah. make sure that we could do uh, everything that was that we seemed that we judged necessary uh for example we we absolutely wanted to have uh, certain animals especially goats but we didn't have the tech for it at first sure. so we we went to other places and developed the tech for the goats and all this before saying like okay now we have all the pieces needed for new zealand and we can make a good one uh so let's do it now and that's basically how it happened. Um, but yeah, it's it was a, um, an idea pressed by by uh, somebody in in the team, and uh, it turned out that when you look at it, it's a great place mm -hmm. as a as a gameplay place and as a landscape beautiful landscape place. So it was it was just a matter of time before we went there. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. 
And you've done a great job in that, I guess, as, and I, I'm i in the North Island. I'm not in the South Island. I haven't hunted a whole lot in the South, but there, it's it's strange. And I was, as I was preparing for this interview, I was trying to figure out how to put it down in words or to do it. But there is, there is something familiar about the game when I am playing through it. And I don't know if it's a combination of the vegetation and the sound. Obviously, local accents you know help it's, it's amazing i think and and i imagine you're the same we watch a lot of tv we watch a lot of media where it's normally a american accent for example for everything mm-hmm. and when you finally hear a accent from your own country you're like oh you don't even notice it necessarily but it all just kind of locks together a bit quicker so i mean if you're not in new zealand you're not not a kiwi as such you're not this is probably not as as applicable but yeah it's it's awesome to have a game where you are walking around and then when a voice comes on it's a it's a local voice that you you're comfortable with it's just there's not that little uh teeny little jar that you get with most games or most most media and stuff like that and it's funny until it happens you don't even necessarily notice it um, yeah and um I'm, I'm glad you feel you felt familiar playing it that's mm. the if if i would have a, a goal every time i make a reserve like this it's it's that it's that the local people would play around with it and and say like yeah this kind of looks like my backyard this kind of yeah. looked like um this place i've been to and i've hunted there um i feel like this is like they captured the essence because obviously we can't put every species of trees and flowers and animals we can't have the small animals running around. We can't have the all the exact things. And we have to, I don't want to go too much into it if it's not that interesting, but compress space a lot. Yeah. Uh, and stuff that is really big in, in reality becomes small and the, the transitions between biomes and the big yes. forests become small and all this. So we have to, we have a creative license in this, but if you feel like it feels like your home, then the, I've won in a sense, <laughs> I've, I've made like, I, I'm happy if, if, if that's, if that's the case. Well, the, the, the I'm, I'm glad to, yeah, yeah. you, you felt. The, the compression is a it's an interesting point and, you, and you're right I mean for a lot of places you may be traveling for several hours in real time to get from point A to point B and I mean call of the wild is not a there's moments of action but it's not necessarily a super fast paced game it's closer to um, you know it's, there's a lot of stalking there is a lot of exploration and looking for stuff it's not necessarily just this run and gun like so many modern mm. games including firearms are and maybe that's why it appealed to me having come from armor because armor is a similar situation that it's not you spend a lot of time just walking somewhere um, yeah it's a it's a simulation right with yeah. the accurate distances and all this yeah. uh, so from what i remember yes yeah and oh, I've, I've played clan games where you walk somewhere for two hours and then you just hear a gunshot and that's the game over for you which was you know <laughs> part of the charm but you know it's not not for everyone but yeah, so like you say, there's um, there's a there's an art which you guys have, have obviously got down of of transitioning from from the mountains to to the water to a river to everything. So you've still got a sense of distance, but yes, it doesn't actually take you eight hours to get from point A to point B for everything. 
So and that was that was even more fun to do with New Zealand itself because uh, the we usually we have a hard time with compression mm. because in regular places in most places everything is far apart and you have time to transition from a forest to a mountain to a lake to some other landscape but in in New Zealand it's already a big contrast and a big compression yeah. so it didn't look so jarring to have different biomes and stuff happening in close distance because that's kind of like a phenomena that you have in in your yeah in your landscape uh, so that was fun. That well, was fun, uh, no, knowing that we could have different stuff. I took a gentleman out hunting a couple of weeks ago for his first hunt, and this was just a North Island, Central North Island, so we were hunting for seeker, basically. Mm-hmm. And although we weren't successful, and part of it was just giving him this this feeling of all the different styles of hunting you have, even within one little area. You know, we had heavy bush, we had rivers, we had tops of, we'll call them mountains, where during winter there would be snow, you know, and it was, it's, yeah, it's elevation. You can go 10 meters up or down and all the vegetation changes. And it's like these mini biomes within bigger biomes. It's, it's, you know, and if you're looking for it or aware of it, it's quite amazing to see that you take five steps down and the, all the plants around you change because you're just at that slightly different elevation. So it's, um, you know, if people are aware and hopefully if the actual people out looking at it, yeah, you see things change. So in, in regards to the game design for when you've got vegetation, when you've got sounds, like did you did you have people locally recording bird sound and insect sounds for you? Did you create that over there and model on what you kind of knew? How do you sort of model a country? Like did you did you get to have a trip down to New Zealand to have a look around and take photos or was it done? Sadly, like- sadly no. <laughs> uh, we... we... If I wish we could do that, I would have been all around the world by now. Yeah. Um, no, we, we can do that. Um, so most of the the things comes from heavy, long research. Uh, we look at uh, scientific papers like vegetation distribution, uh, soil, this all, all information we can about the land itself. And uh, the climate, the, the yeah, all the the biomes that we can find, up down to the specific flower species and bird species, and uh, we then try to find examples and reference and create it from scratch mm-hmm. for the vegetation. Uh, uh, for the audio part, we have an audio team that does the same research and tries to find recordings and like get them, buy them, or even if you can find something, you have to recreate it. But we, we, the most of it comes from like thorough and precise research research. And from there we, yeah, we, we created from scratch then. Mm Uh, there was one point where, and I, I've played the game through, and now my, basically my main computer, my gaming computer has died, ironically. We're into another mini lockdown at the moment, and my actual gaming computer's out, so I can't actually game, play this, play any of the games at the moment. 
But I do remember when I was playing it at one point, it was in an area that was just seemed to be, and you just had the feeling it was going to be constantly raining 24-7 in this particular area under the bush canopy. And it was the sound of it and everything again. It's like, yeah, I, I think I've actually hunted in this area. I, I, I know this feeling where you just know it's going to be raining for a very long time. So again, it was something you captured that was like, yeah, this is this is actually quite quite familiar familiar to me. Um, so the do you were there particular spots or places that you kind of modeled? um the actual game after is there particular locations or is it more just sort of a i i know it's sort of known as a it's a was it a national park in somewhere in the south island but how, how we, much we don't sorry go yeah we 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 don't um we don't remodel any place mm. uh one one we take inspiration from actual places and try to I don't have the word for it. It's not a parody. It's uh, it's an inspiration. Yeah. We there's certain like uh, Castle Hill. Yeah. That's uh that is one inspiration for one spot in the reserve, and I'm not I'm not gonna place it exactly <laughs> one one in relation to yeah. something else to the coast or something. But I'm I'm gonna get same same thing. I'm gonna get the feel of it. Um, it's a hill that's kind of bare the, the grass if i remember correctly it's orangey grass dry grass with those big imposing rocks and i'm not gonna try to copy them one one i'm just trying to get the feeling of it and and then place it somewhere in the reserve and i'm gonna try to get it like somewhere somewhat um in the same vein Let's say if Castle Hill is somewhat north of something and of the island, I'm going to place it in the same rough spot. Yep. I'm not going to mix around too much. Um, and I try to find sp specific characteristics, like uh, the fact that there's a mountain uh, ridge or a mountain chain. And on one side, it's rainy because... And there's the the tropical forest, and the mountains blocks the all the clouds, so it's raining on one side and not on the other. Mm -hmm. um, I I try to get all those uh, things that are that make New Zealand what New Zealand. Yes, and I try to grab the same idea and place it around. So this distribution, for example, east west, having one side that's very dense and tropical almost um temp is it i don't remember the exact name of the biome it's uh, tempered temp tropical forest temperate yeah. tropical forest uh, well, it's funny so once you, you we'd never never really thought you're in the tropics but yeah certain places in new zealand you feel like you're in the tropics and you're yeah. in the rainforest we don't maybe don't use the terminology yeah. but man it's pretty close yeah, so one side is that, and the, the clouds blocks are blocked by the mountains, and the mm -hmm. other side is rolling hills and deciduous and pine forest. And um, so I get this idea, and then I model my map that is going to be the reserve after this. And I take inspirations from spots like this. And same, the very south tip of the South Island is like high mountains and 
something that would be akin to fjords. It's not fjords, but it, yeah, there's right, this. We had the fjordland down in South Island. That's yeah, the bottom of that's yeah. The so big rivers in between big mountains, and that take that characteristic and make the reserve like this. So it's it's not like I'm gonna take actual places and place them. It's I'm gonna try to take a whole bunch of existing places and um, have um, a condensed version of them yep. in my reserve. Yep. So how will it normally work then? I suppose you're working in conjunction. Are you, you're building the, the world, for example, and then the rest of the team are populating it with the animals or is it sort of all yep. done? You've got a plan. We know what's going to be in there. Uh, I, for for people kind of listening in who are looking at it, um, uh, was it? I'm just reading here. There's four. You've added four new species for this DLC, or yeah. basically New Zealand being the seeker, the uh, the ghosts of the forest, the feral pigs, the feral goats, and the uh, chamois, and then the red mm -hmm. fellow turkey and rabbits being ported over from the other games as well. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> funnily, I think I've already seen more seeker in the game than I ever have in real life. So. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of cool in itself. Um, and 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 I, I, I will allude to it maybe because I guess it's almost a spoiler for the story as well. There's another big species in there which um, is very yes. much tied into the South Island and um, uh, anyone listening will probably have narrowed it down to one of two and uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty cool as well. So uh, with the, the story side of things, I think what was... So you were involved, just checking, you were involved in this, the general story as well, or was it mainly just uh, the... Not, not in the writing itself, okay. but okay. but yeah, I know I've been participating in yeah. about the, the themes and the how the arc is yes. generally going. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I again, I thought it was, and it's a, it's a topic that is growing quickly here in New Zealand as well, as I'm sure it is around the world, which was a tie-in of, of the hunters and the conservation side of things. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought without, I won't give all of it away, but the one of the first jobs or missions you have is basically going and helping cleaning up a beach um, with, a, with, you know, after some campers. And it was yep. kind of awesome that the whole there is the hunting element in it, but the, the game itself has a lot more and there is a lot more of a um, quite a strong message of how hunters can work in, or in conjunction with the, the national bodies for the conservation side of things, how while we're out there we need to be looking after the country we're hunting in as well and, and tidying up after ourselves and potentially other people. Um, there's so much in there, and again, I guess it's bit from being down here, most of us have been seen or been involved with it, the um, the inclusion of a certain, or references to a certain series of movies, um, and mm -hmm. uh, basically some of the mythical creatures that turn up yep. uh, as part of that film. It's, it's very cool because, again, it ties it in and gives us a sense of place that um, for people who aren't in New Zealand, the, the yeah, they'll learn about it. And people who are in New Zealand, it is like wandering around in a backyard, which is awesome. Um, and and yeah, the last the last one, the last I guess the big one. Um, it's something even up here in Auckland when I'm doing the courses up here, we talk about those same rumors and myths. And every couple of months, something comes up. Mm. It's like 
it's like a, it's our Bigfoot, basically, or one of our Bigfoot. There's a few other stories out of tradition around here, but that that is certainly one of them. So um, that was cool as well. And do you know how was that put together? Is that feedback from guys like TK and you guys doing the research and going, hey, that's a cool little bit of lore that we can include? Yeah, so every aspect of the story is um, it, it's planned at the same time that I'm creating the world. So it's doing, it's in parallel. Um, and we, everything comes all, again from heavy and thorough research. Uh, yeah. At one point when writing the story, we, before writing like the details, we, we want to know what are the themes that we want to to talk about and uh, what we want the the general message of the reserve to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of have a formula of looking for the, the general big ideas that come to mind, like the movie thing, and hook you with like the 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 big general knowledge that everybody would have the big cliches and, and then go farther than that to show what the real New Zealand is. So of course we're speaking from, sorry, our point of view, we're not Kiwis. We're not that much uh, from there. So we try to be as accurate as possible, but um we try to represent what the real thing is and not just the cliches. Yeah. So we, we're going to have, we're going to do this. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, hook you in with the cliches and have the fun and, and have a first arc that is like this and then go further. And you talked about the conservation part of the, of the missions and it's, something that we wanted to to do and we always when we have the occasion we want to say that that hunting is not it's not destructive in like in its essence it's not it's not just people having a pleasure in killing animals it's people doing conservation work it's people uh, managing populations of animal um looking at uh invasive species and making sure that the whole ecosystem is doing fine it's it's not just destructive killing so every time we have um an an occasion to to tell this story we we jump on it and then yeah we then one once we talked about those big themes um and the general message that we want to um send then we we have this phase where we look for fun fun things to like yeah to to put a bit of spice in our story and not to take ourselves too too seriously and have yeah rumors and legends and folklore and have this sprinkled in to top it off let's say so it's it's um we look we look at history we look at articles we look at rumors and we pick and choose in uh, what we think is good to talk about from our perspective and also what we can do in a, 
I guess in a technical manner, what can we do? Yep. And also what we think is good to do uh, and what we think we are, um, I don't know how to phrase it, but um, we can talk about it enough and good enough and in a respectful manner also. Yeah. Well, so we, we had other subjects uh, and other stories that we could have told, but we refrained from it because we deemed that we were not um, not entitled, but I don't, I don't have a word for it, but like not placed well enough. It would have been weird from coming from us, not being Kiwis or we don't, we didn't know exactly enough on that yep. subject. So, yeah. So we tried to reach to consultants for mm. certain things and with COVID we didn't get through. So we just scrapped those. And yeah. so, yeah, so that's the process we have. Well, there's there's one subject in there for you know for people playing, which for people local I understand, which is there's references to 1080, which is the um, one of the the poisons that's used for management down here, and it's probably one of the more controversial subjects in New Zealand, and and you will never please anyone, and it's just always a case. But I found you took a very good neutral approach to it and sort of explained its use didn't necessarily place judgment on it but it is it is in there and it is part of the game as well and um you know i, I think what was done was treated well and and you're right i i mean i i can appreciate what you mean by not necessarily being the the how do i phrase this the the right people to to do certain parts of it i did a i did an article for my website a year or so ago related to halal hunting and I very quickly realized for myself I'm not the person to be telling anybody how or what halal hunting is but I wanted to get information out there so I wrote an article passed it off to appropriate we'll call them authorities and experts to actually sign it off and until they gave it the green light it wasn't going anywhere and mm. um, same thing you know I'm, I'm, I'm help, uh, very thankful for their help for doing it and I've got a lot of feedback as a result of it um, so yeah there's certain things that I think you've done that great balance of it's very definitely New Zealand and it's very definitely got stuff in there that um, possibly unless you actually have been down here and known about it that, that you would know about it that you're like oh yeah that's, that's, that's true but yeah, again, there was nothing, I guess, while I was playing it that massively jarred me or massively went, no, 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 that's just not right. It was very, you know, I've got through the whole storyline now and it's just like, yeah, that's 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 New Zealand, basically. So Good. Not that it's my place. Hey, hey it's, I'm one person. That's the other thing, you know, I mean. <laughs> no, but we tried that and we, that's, that's the, the point we have is we make our research, we, find stuff and we for the 1080 for example we saw right away that it was a controversial subject but it's one of those where you can you cannot not talk about it yes in some yep. sense yep you kind of you kind of have to in in a hunting game and with the the approach that we have with conservation and all this so it, but the idea was more to bring the information and make so that people are aware of this. This is a thing you can be for, against, 
we have you have your views. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look more into it, you, we encourage you to look more into it. But um, that's that's the the point we have saying this exists. Uh, this is something that people are uh, engaged with. The locals are engaged with this. Uh, so that's a part of the culture there. I don't know if seeing it this way for this specific thing is right, but as a general thing, that's what we try to do. We have, we find something that's part of the culture that people are interested in and engaged with, and we try to bring it out so that people from other places know about it, look more into it, mm -hmm. uh, and want to, yeah, to get well, engaged even more. I, I I guess that's part of the art of the storytelling, be it in a game or a story, whatever it is, is that you you have succeeded in almost presenting it and saying, well, this is here, but not necessarily wrapped a whole lot of judgment around it. And then the player themselves will do all of that for you. And depending on their, pre they will apply all that judgment and their background and everything for it. You have just presented it almost as that world to be in. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I'll be, I haven't played a huge amount of this game, especially with the the computer dying. But I've played mm. some of the other DLC as well, and been in. Um, I think it was the Yukon kicking around in there, and I can see it's a similar thing. You know, there are similar themes and, and stories that will be the locals will be understanding bits of it, and maybe understanding more of the back history or the backstory for it as well. But you get a very good flavour of some of the the conservation programs that are going on and the way that they look to manage things. Um, and in some ways, I guess, worldwide, it's probably not that dissimilar local flavors, but, you know, there's a lot of the common themes throughout it as well. So do you do you get, I guess, the, the feedback from it? I mean, I, I would like to think on the whole the, the reception has been pretty good for the new DLC. I... To, to frame it, it's quite new. I mean, we, the PC version came out beginning of the in year? December. December. Uh, Xbox has just come out, and I, I believe as yeah. we're recording this, the PS4 might be out at a 11 o'clock today or something. So it'll be out probably by the time I get this podcast edited and out to people. But um, initial feedback, I would assume, has been pretty good. I, from what I've seen online, it has been. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, I personally don't look that much at at feedback um that I don't much blame you. In, in many ways the, the I... feedback <laughs> yeah the, the feedback i look at um is um from people I'm, I'm gonna say people like you who are locals and and have that, that's as a world designer that's yeah. not as a as a team member it's or it's just for my personal taste what i what i'm looking for is local people from those areas that I'm creating telling me, ah, you could have done a better job or it's exactly like my backyard or that's the kind of feedback that I'm looking for. And on that front, I think this one went okay and pretty good. Uh, I've had another interview with another um, New Zealander, I would say, uh, that said the same thing that you, it, he found that it was pretty much like home. So mm. having now two <laughs> two views, uh, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. Um, um, and looking at the sales and the feedback and the reviews, 
yeah, it, it looks like we are, we are doing good. Um, well, we could do better, I think. Well, that- there's always, uh, you look online, I mean, most, and it's not even criticisms, you see people always just put out their wish list. Oh, we want this gun. Oh, we want this. We want that. Oh, we want yeah. fishing off a boat. It's like, well, yeah, okay, but that's that's just a, a long list of things that slowly you can add in. You can't have everything in there at once. It takes time and resources to do this. Yeah. But um, just on the general scope of things for the world, for that for that side of it, yeah, it has even my limited amount of research, I guess, of reading what other people have been spotting. It's been good. Like I had a quick log, for example, through the Discord server, and there's a there's a forum in there just for hunters where guys are actually mm-hmm. putting hunting stories, hunting pics. So it's that's active as well. And there's it's like the I forget the kind of diagram. You've got that kind of hunters, you've got gamers, and then you've got this crossover in the middle of people. Mm. And it's it's always interesting to know how big these crossovers are for it as well. Um, I, I know for for example for armor and probably even more so because of the the group or the gaming group I was playing with. There were a lot of ex-military guys involved for it, but then it's a subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup. And I mm-hmm. I wonder because Call of the Wild is not. It, it's not a Call of Duty or Modern Warfare where you're just running around and spraying and, and yeah. shooting everything that it would appeal to guys who want a slightly different pace of game, which, you know, it's not just about killing anything that moves. There's there's tracking, which is a very cool mechanic that's in there. You're you're calling stuff in, you're listening to, call, you know, it's it's a lot more in-depth than, than a, just a shoot 'em up first-person shoot 'em up which is, you know, it's pretty unique in that regard, I, I would say. Yeah, and it's um, to me, it's and to many people in the team, it's always um, surprising how successful this game is. Looking at the the constraints and the context, because it's a niche, it's a very like like you said, it's a small subgroup, and it's a niche category that we are targeting. Uh, a hunting, like specifically a hunting game, it's not a mini game part of a bigger experience mm-hmm. that would have like a big action story and some hunting. It's mm-hmm. only a hunting game. It's not, I mean, I, won't, I don't want to say it's only a hunting game, but it's a hunting game for a niche player base, but we <laughs> still have more than, I think for the last three months consecutively, we had more than a million yeah. monthly users. Yep. So we have quite a big activity on this game uh, for niche category. So it's um, it's it's surprising and amazing that after three years of uh, it's three or four years. I think it's it's we are approaching the, our fourth anniversary soon. Um, after that much time, we still have that many players mm. playing. And I, I want to bounce back on just a hunting game. Uh, I think a lot of people are not just hunting and are taking a lot of fun just walking around and roaming and exploring. Uh, the, going back to the feedback, we have sometimes feedback from people that would say that they cannot go outside in a certain capacity anymore because mm-hmm. they had an accident because they are maybe getting old or big for any number of reasons they cannot go outside and they cannot enjoy 
just walking around in their backyard and they can load up the American reserve and roam around and it makes them feel better. And that's the feedback that I like receiving. Well, that's the kind of feedback that really like yeah, make, you, I, makes me enjoy what I do. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it as much, but you saying that reminds me, of course, I mean, we're, you know, right now we're in New Zealand or Auckland where I am is in level three lockdown. So the theory is unless it's essential travel, we shouldn't be leaving the house. And then last year, basically during the raw period, which is peak hunting time for a lot of people, we had a lockdown. So we were told that mm. essentially no hunting on private land, public, I won't go into the details, there'll be anyway. Um, but for a lot of people, they lost their big hunt for the year. And that's probably like myself. I, I was like, well, is there any good hunting sim games out, you know, that I can get that bit of a feel or get a bit out? It's not actually getting out there, but it's pretty, you know, it's as close as we're going to get. So yeah, I would suggest that's the thing. Like you mentioned, you know, older guys or guys with physical disabilities, they can't get out. But at this point in time on the on the planet, there's yeah, a lot sure. of people where we just can't get out. We're in isolation. So at least to get out and have a look around in some open space, it gives us, a, um, yeah, that sense of, of maybe not being cooped up, I suppose. And, um, yeah, it's I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it's it's very, very true. And that's that's where it's maybe the appeal is it is it is not just running around and it is just not that crazy frantic thing it can be quite a if you wanted to it can be a slow game of like just walking through the hills um and exploring and looking at the landscape and yeah enjoying it and taking it in i guess well Um, the the word that's jumping up in my mind is cathartic so it's just uh yeah you know so there we go you've actually maybe semi-accidentally created a mental health uh app or a system for people to keep them a little bit, you know, less crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, um, let me see, what else have I got in here? Oh, I, just as a question, I don't know if it's, this is your domain or not, but I see uh, Remy Warren uh, turns up in bits and pieces. So I've watched um, some interviews and, uh, you know, played with his, the played with his skin. That's a, that's a terrible line. But anyway, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> dressed up as Remy Warren, used his character, whatever it was with it. Do you, do you know how that kind of started? Was that just something in the, somebody in the, um, company reaching out to him and going, cause I know Remy spends nearly his off season or his season down here in New Zealand. He probably isn't at the moment, but uh, I, I wouldn't know the details of that. Yeah. I would ask more it's for okay. this. Um, okay. But it's it's been a discussion that we've had between him and the company yeah. about doing some kind of col- collaboration. Well, it um, was I just again looking through last night. I came across a video of him basically doing an instructional for um, elk hunting overseas mm-hmm. somewhere, and then tied it into the game very nicely. So it was. Um, yeah, again, just these cool little bits that you see popping in that you it makes you aware that um, the company has put that effort in to actually link it into the hunting community. It's not just a, here's a game, this is what we think hunting looks like. Um, no, we, tr- we try to, um, because this, also this uh, hunting video making community is also a big point of reference for us yeah. because... Uh, we have some game designers, we have some artists uh, and all this. 
those kind of people that are not necessarily hunters. I never hunted. I never hunted in my life, but um, we want to, it's those kind of content are a good help for us. Mm. Just knowing what it, what it's like, what's the culture, um, what are people interested in, in that, in that culture and in this activity. And, um, and that's also, yeah. So this way it's kind of a way for us to integrate, integrate that community, uh, and yeah, interact with it directly because yeah, it's, it's one way of, it's not some payback, uh, but it's, it's one way of, yeah, interacting with the community and, I think it's it's important for us to not just think that we are doing just a game uh, and try to be very, very only gamey and game gameplay centric. Well, and, I look at it the the game is it's sort of it's balancing that fine line between a sim or a simulation, which is like yeah. um, like armor where it can, and it's, it's pure form can be very dry and very, some guys yeah. take it to the nth extreme, which actually can knock the fun out of it and a game. So it's fun, but it's based on, based on real world, not based on a fantasy world where, you know, it's, it's, it's based in the real world. It has physics. It has real things that we, we are kind of associating it to. You know, we don't have plasma guns. We don't have ray guns. Although that could be an interesting DLC one day. But anyway, um, so yeah. So for for people listening in, I mean, by the time we get this out, it should be out pretty much on all the platforms as well. Um, yeah, I, hopefully I get my computer back so I can carry on playing the thing a little bit more and, and clocking some mm -hmm. stuff up. So I don't know. Any anything else to add about it? Anything you know? You kind of. Well, here's a here's a question where you may have an answer for. What was one of the um, more interesting or maybe surprising things you learned about New Zealand while you're in the process of of putting the game together? Um, yeah, as as a as a world designer interested in landscape, mm. like this uh, split east and west, this like compressed biomes and the, all the different small things that compose what New Zealand is was very interesting to me to learn um, yeah I guess that, that would be it and like it's always fun to see reference images of of goats like <laughs> roaming around in the mountain um, the, the huge red uh, red deer that you have like the, the huge red stag that that you, that you have yeah it's it's always amazing seeing those things um yeah the the nature and the discovering it because i've heard about it and you you in the collective minds it's a it's a beautiful country uh but it's not until you look at it really like and actually that you see that yeah it is a beautiful country it has so many things to see and so many, so many interesting nature stuff, be it animals or landscapes. Mm. Um, it, it was trying to to be precise on this made me like discover mm. interesting places. So yeah, I guess that's that's what my answer would be. 
<laughs> well, it was it was awesome, I guess, to see the country I was born and bred in reflected back to me so well by a group of I know international, but but by a group of people based in Stockholm over the other side of the planet. And it was awesome to see that, yeah, the the work and the research being done into it. That um, I don't know, like I say, it was just cool, cool to see my backyard represented and, and turn up in a game. So I, I guess, from on my behalf anyway, I thank you and all you guys for for doing that. It was cool. Well, thank you for for saying that. It's a yeah. uh, it's good it's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, also, uh, Kevin, thanks for your time, mate. So do you now, what's now? Do you, do you now look for another, another country? Does it, it does, yeah, <laughs> so we're, you can't we're looking to say what's next, but you're, you're off on another project. No, I can say what's next, oh, but yeah. we're, we're looking at new places. We are always looking at new, uh, things, new fun things for, uh, the community to enjoy, be it new, ways of playing new places to explore so uh i would just say stay tuned because new stuff is coming and we are not planning on stopping i would say awesome cool thank you very much for your time kevin thank you for your questions